Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Gary A. Swaby, and you're now listening to episode three of Ask TK. And this time we have Miss Dana Abercrombie in the hot seat. How are you doing, Dana? Hola, everyone. Hey, yeah, um, it's good to, to have you on here because I know, like, you know, people probably don't know a lot about you. They see all your posts on the site and your interviews and everything. But they probably don't know a lot about, you know, how you join the team and your background and everything. So this was the perfect time for people to send in questions. And uh, before we start, I, I just want to say that um, before we went into this, Dana was like, oh, nobody's going to care about me. No one's going to send me questions and, you know, all that stuff. But I can officially confirm that she got sent more questions than I did. So... There you go. She's she's more popular than I am. That so. kind of made me sound pathetic. No Not one's really. gonna ask. Okay, you, you might not have said it in those words exactly. I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but yeah. Paraphrasing terribly. I sound like so sad. <laughs> but yeah, um, some there's some some decent questions here. Some pretty good ones, um, and I'm gonna read them out. You know, one by one. Everyone got to send in at least two questions. So, you know, I'll read out the question. I'll let you know who it's from. And then, you know, you give me your answer. Um, and you can't give short answers. Otherwise, I'm going to drill down and, and ask you further questions just so that you expand on the question fully. So I'm, I'm going to be here to mediate things a little bit. So, so yeah. All right. So. Let's get straight into it. So the first question comes from a good friend of ours. That's Mr. Tony Polanco of the Throwdown Podcast and he's Coalition Family. So his first question is, how did you get into writing about video games and pop culture? Um, oh dear, let's see. Um, so the video game part came from a mutual friend of ours, not our hours, but Tony and ours. And one day he contacted me out of the blue and was like, hey, you like video games? I'm like, sure, I like video games. He's like, come and write for us. And I wrote for a previous website. He did a lot to actually convince me. He ended up bribing me with DuckTales video game. So I ended up just randomly out of the blue writing for, for, their another, for another website. And they really like put me through the basics of you know, how to properly write for video games and developers and publishers. And they really just basically held my hand throughout the whole process, which I am forever grateful for. And then the whole pop culture thing, that was just something I was kind of born into. Um, gosh, let's see. That goes back to, I've always been involved in entertainment. I went to school for entertainment. I went to uh, professional performing arts school. So I was always aware of like pop culture and watching award shows and everything like that. And it just was something that just never died. And I have family members in the business. So that's how I got involved. And it's just, just something I was born into. Yeah. So and then I decided to take it seriously as a writer and, 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 involve myself more from that aspect but i was like involved in like writing productions being a part of productions you know i did acting one time um i did some musical theater broadway stuff like that so yeah that's how i got involved wow so so we we could have seen you in hollywood if you went a different route if you went like a different direction i can still go in that direction (laughs) yeah yeah you're definitely capable um so was that site that you joined uh, was that Dual Shockers because I think that's the site you were with before right oh we're naming sites oh uh, yeah it was yeah oh yeah we're going there today we're you know there's no, no limitations no nothing that's say well but yeah um, shouts to Dual Shockers because I know you know they ha- they've had a lot of talent there so that's uh-huh. a, it's cool to know so that how- is true how long was you actually with them? Oh, God. I'm glad we're timetables. According to Facebook, I'm going to guesstimate four years. Okay, that's, that's quite a long time. Quite a long time. Yeah, yeah. So, um, 
yeah, that's how I got involved with the video game part. And then when I came over here, it was like a whole different world because it went from writing about video games to actually going to events and joining and being part of the gaming community. Yep, we definitely that that's one thing, you know, we that that's one thing we pride ourselves on. We definitely build hands on. Yeah, we're very hands on. We like, you know, the, the community aspect of gaming and everything. So okay. make sure we're we're at events. And that's what I kinda love. Like one of my first assignment things from you guys is like, Oh, go to this event. I'm like, I can go to events? This is fun. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. We're everywhere. Um, so yeah, Tony also sent in a second question And <laughs> second question it, This might require some thinking But he, he asks What is your favorite TV show of all time and why? Oh god I hate that question Because it always changes And I have ADD And there's like different reasons as to why I like a show Oh god! I might get hate from this, but a uh, scandal. It's over with now. It's done and over with. But scandal was one. Of, I'm gonna say yeah. Scandal was one of those shows where I actively recruited people to watch. I watched every episode. I'm very grateful for Netflix for having it on their streaming service so that I can binge watch it. Um, why? Because it has a very powerful black woman who runs basically America and how her influence is on other countries as well. And we don't get a lot of that. And yeah, there's the whole aspect of, you know, I understand people are angry because she's having an affair with a married white guy, but remove that aspect. She's still a very powerful black woman that makes DC all the politics being to her will. And she screwed up. And a questionable alcoholic. So, yay. That's why. And that's the show. Second has to be This Is Us. So, now I can say This Is Us now since Scandal is over with. Wait, when was the last season of Scandal? Like, when when did it end? In, oh God. I'm going to say April? I don't know. April this year? Yeah, it was this year. It was either April. What are we? We're in May, so it's either the end of April or the end of or the beginning of May. Okay, interesting. I've only ever seen like one episode of that show. Um, I probably should watch more because you know exactly. I, hear, I hear great things about it. Mhm. But cool. It's, it's wonderful. And funny enough, I don't like Harry Washington, but I love her show. I love her as Olivia Pope. I don't like Carrie Washington. I've had too many incidents with Carrie Washington that wasn't very positive. Please elaborate. Um, I met her twice. One was many years ago at the Mother, and she did a, a movie with Annette Bening called, um, oh God, what was it called? I think it's Mother and Daughters or Mother and Son. Or, no, Mother and Child. Many years ago, Mother and Child at the press junket. She was very snippy, attitude and just wasn't, you know, she just was very standoff. Another time I met her was Washington Square Park. She was jogging. And you know how like joggers, they like, they stop, during, you have to stop during the traffic light. So you like, you're waiting at the, at the curb for the light to change. And I just simply said to her, I wasn't like interrupting or rude or throwing a camera in her face or anything. Just said, you know, I really like your work. And that was when Lakeview Terrace came out. And I love Lakeview Terrace. And she was, again, very snippy and snipey and uppity about it. So, yeah, I don't like her, but I love Olivia Pope. I can separate this. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could say it makes her a good actress because, you know, having such a a hard, tough personality in real life, but then portraying such a great character on screen. I've heard that this was before Scandal and like now she's like, you know, approachable. Well, you could at least say I love you so and she doesn't give you that black girl stare. (laughs) <laughs> yeah uh, there, there's a lot of celebrities out there like that who are just you know very standoffish uh, I'm so, not sure if it's a defense what's that they would do Covenant the worst the best is Christian Slater the weirdest thing was and this was with Tony was involved 
We went to Comic-Con and we went to the wrong room. We went to the room where they was holding all of the actors and actresses for, you know how they have the panels? Yeah. And we somehow got into that room because all I saw was just food and I'm addicted to food. So I saw food. And so it was just, I ran into the room, not knowing what it was. We sat down at the table, Tony and I. Christian Slater, he, you know, he walks in the room, he gets his little food and they had the greatest spinach dip ever. Anyway, so he sits down and he starts introducing himself to us. He's like, hi, I'm Christian. Nice to meet you. And I'm like, I know who you are. But he was just, and he talked about the weather. It was just normal, like a normal person, normal conversation. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah th- those are the best ones. Like the ones that just, you know, they're humble. They act like regular people. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've had a few like that. I can't recall their names, but when I go to E3, there's this one actor that I always see there. He was in the Eight Mile movie. Uh, he was one of the ones that kind of betrayed uh, the, the main character, Eminem. Um, like he's always at E3. Makai no, not No, not him. Um, it's one. It's the light skinned dude. Oh, movie. I don't know. I think I know. Was it the white guy who ended up shooting himself by mistake? No, not Cheddar Bob. Not him. It, it, he's oh. light skinned Like he's black, but he's light skinned Um, he's in Spartacus as well, I think. But um, oh god, yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah, I always see him, and he's a cool guy. Like he'll approach you, and he'll say, "Hey, I remember you." Like, you know, and have a conversation about games and stuff. So that's pretty cool. Um, that's cool. But yeah, this is not about me. So moving on. <laughs> uh, the next question actually comes from me. So yeah, uh, it's not about me, but I am asking you a question. So uh, my question was, my first question was. What is it about WWE No Mercy that you love so much? The game? How could you not love WWE No Mercy? It is I, the I best wrestling. It, so explain. Where do I start? First of all, you have to remember that this is pretty old. But at the time, the graphics were just pretty great for that time period. Then you had like these characters and you're just you're you're able to have these matches and everything was just effortless and much easier like at least for my copy I don't know if anybody had like glitches or anything but for my copy the matches were just seamless the music that's when like they had real good music back then none of this all like generical wrestling stuff but like you had Stone Cold and The Rock and everyone had really just great music um yeah, I can't explain it. It was just one of the best ever. You just can't replicate that now. Where it was just everything was just so good. The graphics, you would have great matches. Um Yeah, it was just it was one of those things where you could finally like create an event. And you for me, I was never able to do that before. So like all of your fantasies and dreams could just come true. And now I think everything is just watered down and crappy version of it, of itself. But back then, maybe it was a combination of the, the writing and at that time was just really on point. So you was really invested in these wrestlers. So that's what it is for me. I can't explain it. It's just a love. It's a deep, deep love. Yeah, like, um, I think this game was on the same engine as WWE Attitude. And that was like the first uh, wrestling three D wrestling game that I uh, actually owned. WWE Attitude. So if it's anything like that, then yeah, I kind of uh, I understand because WWE Attitude was was special. Like it was good. And I hear that I always hear that No Mercy was like way better. It was like one of the best wrestling games of all time. So um, it's a shame I never got to find out why. I have to say that it's the best. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why you keep it's, asking for the remake. Well, I want the remake. The pl- I mean, the, the finishers were really good. You have to remember, Nintendo 64 was like at the best at this time. So the graphics was just incredible. Yeah, this was like, what? Oh, gosh. Maybe 20 years ago? 18 years ago? Yeah, How, I would think... Um, was it difficult to do like the finishing moves because you know on the the 2k games you can literally just like press a button and like they do the oh, finisher yeah. 
rainbows. You had to like, you know, press like A, A, X, B, Y, up, down, down, around. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's real gaming right there. Ladies and gentlemen. Real. Yes. That's when games were real. For sure. And it was just so, man, can we go back to that time? I wish. I wish we, we just could. Go- but yeah, um, so the next question I had was, uh, what has been your biggest and proudest accomplishment during your time working in media? Um, um, that's a hard question. Um, You've done some pretty cool year. things. Yeah, no, that's a really hard question. Um, I don't, the, the proudest time, well, okay, I thought I was going to interview Oprah and just given the opportunity to be on the list where I was asked, would you like to interview Oprah? That is the proudest moment. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember this vividly. Yeah. Yep. Like, Oprah. Even I, I was shocked when, you know, that news came to me that that was a possibility. Um, so, yeah, that's that's a major thing. And like you said, you know, even just being on that list, like being having the honor of being one of the media people that they chose to include in that list. That's, you know, a huge honor right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was all Disney. I hope one day that that dream actually comes true. But it was also Ava DuVernay too. So it was like, but it was Oprah. But I do love Ava. But Oprah, come on now, yeah, Oprah. So even though it didn't happen, just the thought and the idea that someone put my name on the list to interview her. Yeah, I'm sure that's still a possibility. Or, you know, one day that can still happen. That would be nice. Or heck, just work with her. Yeah. Anything can happen. Um, good answer. Um, so the next couple questions from uh, one of the the frequent commenters on the coalition. Um, I've seen them submit questions to the to the throwdown as well before. I think so. Um, it's Ikagu Raven. So uh, the first question was, "What was the first movie that you fell in love with, and what drew you to it?" I'm thinking. Okay. Take your time. Uh, no, no, no. Okay. West Side Story. I was a kid. It was one of those situations where I've seen musical theater before, but it was just the big product. It was the dance numbers. And um, the dance numbers were just incredible. And I was real little, and I, when I like something, I become obsessed about it. So I made everyone call me Maria. So that is one of the first movie memories that I have. Maria, Maria. No, not that. Sing, Maria. I'm sorry. No, not Carlos Santana, Maria. The original Maria. The Natalie Wood Maria. Which then broke my heart later on when I discovered she didn't actually sing. Really? Yeah. She, that had, wasn't her. They had a fill-in singer or something? Yeah, that broke my heart. Oh, that sucks. Uh, what year is that movie from? Like 1960, 1961 or something? I, I know it's the 60s. Um. Oh, gosh. Have they made a remake of that of that movie? Like a re- they have, I mean, they've made plenty of West Side Story remakes. I mean, remember, West Side Story is a remake of Romeo and Juliet. Right. And they're coming out also with a new movie. They're doing a West Side Story mu- movie musical oh. that Steven Spielberg is doing. He's doing that and In the Heights. And being in New York City, I'm sure like they probably have a lot of like West Side Story plays and at the theater and 
things of that well, nature, right? They've had they've had um, the musical theater production, and it was they had one that was just god awful, where um, it was in, it was bilingual, so like all of the Puerto Ricans spoke Spanish, and that was fine. I like that part; that was great, made it authentic. But the problem is they casted a Tony, and Tony, oh god, how do I put this in like PC terms? Tony was really not captivating enough. He wasn't captivating at all. Where you would wonder if Tony was really interested in Bernardo. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It wasn't a good production at all. But great dancing. Well, that's that's the reason why you went to the uh, maybe you could have made a better version of that. You know. uh, and, and also one of the things I didn't like was they did like all of the Puerto Rican parts they did all of their songs in Spanish so like if I, I really love um, America but it was in Spanish so I really couldn't get into it because I don't know the Spanish lyrics for I want to be in America uh, I see yeah that was disappointing Oh, that's good to know. That's a, that's definitely a good pick. Um, yeah, one of my favorite movies comes from that era too. So yeah, we're we're really showing our age right here. No, no, nah, I'm not showing anything. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm from the '60s. I was born in the '60s. No, <laughs> the movie that I watched as a kid at any age. I was not when it came out on release day. Was I in the theater? Yeah, I mean. Um, neither of us was born in the 60s but you know we appreciate the classics so I don't know you made a comment maybe you're you're from the 60s nah no well yeah I am I'm from the 60s but I just look young I got good skin you know I got oh, you was hanging out secrets and Andy Warhol you and Twiggy and Andy Warhol yep for sure um so the next question from Akagi Raven was what was the f- Oh, sorry, that, that was the last one. My bad. Um, <laughs> how did you first join the coalition? That's the next question. Okay. See, I'm trying to say this in like really nice ways. Oh, God. Tony, again, he left the previous website. And he introduced me to you guys because I was like, I don't like really be nice here. He introduced me to you guys and was like, yay, they're looking for a writer as well. So that's how I got into the coalition through Tony. Awesome. Yeah, I remember that time. Um, that was a time where we were bringing in a lot of uh, new faces and stuff. And um, mm-hmm. it was good. To, we like, because the coalition, just to give people a bit of history, it started as you know gaming and hip-hop those were the two main focuses of the site but then you know after a while we kind of shifted our you know focus and became more of a um, you know a, a gaming and pop culture website and that was around the time where that transition started to happen so it was good to have somebody come in that had you know the the, the knowledge that you have about the entertainment industry and stuff so um, that was a good time, you know. That was, that was great times back then when we had a lot of new people coming in to the site and everything. It was very refreshing. Yep, that's how it came in from Tony. Tony knew you guys. I didn't know anything. I was wallowing. Yeah, yeah. Tony's a good dude. He's a uh, he definitely connects a lot of good people. So um, he's a very popular guy as well. So yeah, that's good to know. Um, and just to expand on that, like, are you still enjoying your time at the Coalition? I can't stand it. Oh my god, you guys are awful. <laughs> I don't even know why you're laughing. So you never take me seriously. You guys are just awful. Uh, see, I, I don't know whether you're actually being serious or not. Like, you know, you, you could be legit being serious right now. The worst experience of my life ever. I'm like, dear God, what have I done? Was I a serial killer? Am I R. Kelly? I apologize for, you know, making you have such a bad experience with us. It's probably my fault. But it's always your fault. Yeah. Darn it. My bad. 
I'll, I'll try and be better. But yeah, um, that was thanks, Ikaku Raven, for those questions. Um, moving on, the next question comes from one of our Patreon supporters, and that's Marquise Collins. Um, I'm guessing it's pronounced Marquise because, you know, he spells it with a Q. So it must be Marquise and not Marcus, I'm guessing. Um, yeah. So uh, his question, he only has one question, but the question was, and this should be very entertaining, um, but his question was, what movie does DC have coming out this year? Because I haven't heard anything since Justice League. So I'm guessing he thinks you're the, the DC connoisseur. Um, and he's, you know, he's asking you to confirm what DC has coming. What's the lineup? And like, I guess just just to add on to that as well, I guess let us know your thoughts on what they have coming. Oh God, you're trying to have me into a fight. All right, let's see. We have uh, Aquaman. Obviously, we know Aquaman. That's coming out. Um, Teen Titans Go. That's gonna be a movie. That's I'm not I'm, I'm kind of excited for that one though. It's the only one I'm excited for because you can't screw up. The, see, I just see, I just I said you can't. Now I doomed us all. All right, yeah. So Aquaman is coming out in December. Um, there's Shazam that comes out in April of next year. That looks oh god. Well, yeah, it looks what it looks like. Um, we Wonder Woman two is in uh, November of next year. Um, the Flashpoint movie was supposed to come out this year, but now it might come out in 2019 or 2020, and that's only because it's DC, so everything is in shambles, and on top of that, they're changing the plot. The plot was originally supposed to be the Flashpoint, um, plot, but it's now been said that they're not going to do that. So, yeah, good luck with that one. Um, there's the Suicide Squad sequel. There's the, if it ever happens, we're getting the Batman solo movie. That's probably like 2020. No, actually, they're supposed to film in 2019, but I don't know how the schedule is going to go, like, in real terms. There's also the Green Lantern's Corpse. That's coming out. There's Justice League Dark, which they said will come out. Remember, there's Batgirl that was originally supposed to be directed by Josh Whedon, but then he dropped out, and his excuse was literally, I have no story. So that should tell you a lot about that. Um, there's also what's I heard that there's a Nightwing solo movie that's coming out. Also, if you don't, and if you include the uh, DC Universe streaming service, they announced um, Young Justice Outsiders, which is season three. That is actually something I'm excited for. The animated Harley, adult animated Harley Quinn cartoon series. That I'm excited for. Um, Swamp Thing, which I'm not excited for. Um, oh God, I feel like I'm forgetting. So, oh, Titans. Remember Titans? Teen, not Teen Titans, but it's Titans. Titans is the live action of Teen Titans. It's live action. It looks like garbage juice. <laughs> the cast, it, it, the casting is strong, but the problem is they have the images online. And it looks like everyone like decided to go to Party City and their mom only gave them $20. Starfire looks like some cheap hooker on like the corner. She's awful. And if you see her in real, in real life, she's gorgeous. But the way how they did her, she looks like an, like an overstuffed, cheap hooker where you would probably pay $15 for. Wow. Yeah. Sorry. If I offended anyone, I apologize. Um, Black Adam, remember that's with The Rock that's coming out. It's supposed to be with the um, collaborator um, from Rampage. Um, there's also the the Deathstroke solo film that's going to star Joe Mingliano. Um, there's Lobo that is going to be rewritten by Jason Fuch. Fuch? I don't know how to pronounce it. It's F-U-C-H-S. Um... Wait, what else F-C-U-K? is there? F U no 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 F U C H S. Then there's the new Gods movie, which is um going to be directed by Ava DuVernay. Um yeah, there's the uh, Todd Phillips is working on the Joker. 
Remember, there's several Joker movies coming out. There's the Todd Phillips Joker movie. There's the Martin Scorsese Joker movie, where um, Joaquin Phoenix is going to play. Um, yeah. And then I heard that there is a Greg Berlanti Joker movie. Greg Berlanti is a guy who's basically responsible for the CW's existence. He is a part of every DC TV show that airs on CW and Supergirl, which originally aired on CBS. Um, yeah, that one is coming out. I don't know the years for this one. These are all like what they've announced, which I think is stupid, but whatever. Um, July 27th, I do know the Teen Titans go. That's, that's the date for that one. And they released out some, some images. They didn't show the trailers yet, but that is all that I can remember in my noggin. Uh, I'm going to predict that half of that is going to be cancelled, um, especially yeah. if, if they don't have something good, something actually good that comes out some anytime soon. Um, but yeah. go ahead. No, yeah, I can. I, I agree with that. And um, also, Ava DuVernay needs more. She did. I like. I don't mean any offense, but oh, this is going to be bad. But I really did not like her direction in A Wrinkle in Time. I thought that while it was. Pretty visually, there was no story. The acting was good, but there was no story. The visuals were like, yay. Like, if you wanted to, like, live in a garden of colors, it was great. No offense to her, but this is... I don't see her doing the superhero movie. Yeah, I know they wanted her to do Black Panther, and they passed. And I think that Marvel passed for an actual reason. And DC is just, like, picking up everybody that they can. No offense. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're very desperate. But um, if there was, you know, one of these movies, in particular the movies, um, that was capable of being a, a hit, like a, an actual good movie, which one would you say it would probably be? Uh, um, like an actual hit? I know you guys are real picky. What I like, y'all may not like. Um, let's see, an actual hit. Well, I already know Teen Titan Go is going to be a success. That 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 animated movie is going to be perfectly fine. I believe in it. Um, aside from that, oh God, this is so complicated. Maybe, maybe with a strong maybe, Flashpoint, which is not Flashpoint anymore. Right. Yeah. I do love Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller. So that's the problem. I do love him though. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna go with that one too because um, they. That's the the one they could potentially do something right with. I think. Um, but it's DC. You know, who knows? You never know. But, but I just don't understand why their TV series is so much better than their movies. Yeah, that, they should have just stick with. They they should have just stuck with doing a TV universe. To be honest, because. <laughs> The cro- crossovers yep. they have there are pretty good. And guess what I just discovered? That made me like completely angry. What's that? I started some type of conversation I ended up in, and I started watching. Remember Smallville? Uh huh. The finale of Smallville is basically the entire plot of Man of Steel. Yeah, they they definitely pulled from that a lot with Man of Steel. I think. That was yeah. I didn't realize that. So if they can do that, and they still end up with a crappy movie, I don't understand what's going on. I'm so confused. I mean, Man of Steel was was okay. Like, I, I think that was a pretty solid movie. Really? Uh, I've never been like a fan of Superman, but like that movie was decent. I think um, probably like if you include it in this DCEU, which you know it technically is part of it. I think that's probably the best movie so far. Pa Kent walked into a tornado on purpose to prove something to his son. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm going to die now so that you can't save me and you're going to be miserable. I don't, I don't understand that. <sighs> uh, I do also want to say that I haven't, I haven't watched Wonder Woman and I hear that's good, so... You should watch Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman was actually one of those movies where it was like, I like it. It's very good. If I had a daughter, I would make her see it. Yeah. And then Black Panther came out and I forgot all about it. 
Sorry. Yeah, stole all that shine. Stole all the shine. It was a better depiction of women in film than Wonder Woman, which I'm sure I'm going to get fucked for anyway. Yeah, like, the, the women in Black Panther were legit the strongest characters in that film. Like, mm-hmm. legit. So. Absolutely. And they were intelligent, so it wasn't like, oh, look at our strength. Like, they had intelligence. Yeah, intelligence and wits. Like, they had personality, charisma, all that. They fight, they can blend in, you know. And it was also, like, equal. Everything was, like, equality. Not saying that Wonder Woman didn't have that as well, but they was able to live alongside men, and they were equal. Yeah. And that's what it should be, because, like, uh, well, actually, let me not get into that. This is your show. So let's, uh, <laughs> let's move on. Um, yeah, so shouts to Marquise Collins. Thanks for the question and everything. Um, the next question comes from another of uh, our throwdown colleagues, you know, coalition family, Carlos Romero. So big shouts to Carlos Romero. His first question was, uh, what's your favorite movie of all time? So, um, yeah, another movie question. Wait, was that the same question as before? And then you asked oh, for no, TV. No, no, it's different. Yeah. It's different. Cause the, the, the one from Ikagi Raven, um, they was asking what movie you fell in love with first. Uh, this question is your favorite movie of all time. So. That's sacrilegious. That's not right. So yeah, you have to choose a different one. Uh, that's that's not right in general. Favorite movie of all time? Yeah, that's definitely a hard one. But I know I know what mine are. I'm in my feelings. Can I say Infinity War, Lord of the Rings? Infinity War, Lord of the Rings. What, like both of them together? Lord of the Infinity War. Both films together. <laughs> Infinity Rings. <laughs> that's like, that's what like, uh, that's a good eight hours of like viewing right there. What is just what? No, what is like what? Twelve, eight, twelve hours alone? Are you talking the entire series? Well, Lord like, of the Rings, I think is one whole trilogy. I don't, I don't separate them. You can't okay. separate them. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Again, that. Yeah, that's like a whole day's worth of like viewing. Yeah, I mean, if you include, okay, the reason why I'm going to say Lord of the Rings and stick with Lord of the Rings, even though Infinity War is right there, and so in my spirit and in my soul is Infinity Rings. I'm gonna say Lord of the Rings, 4K. This reason, I was a kid when that came out. And that was the first thing I fell in love with the art and the direction. And my mother bought me tons of like drawing books and painting books of like the illustrators from the Lord of the Rings series. You know, remember it was a book back in the day. And it, they did a lot of illustration and artwork. Anyway, so I ended up falling in love with the artwork behind Lord of the Rings movie. Okay. Yeah. And cinematically, it was the most beautiful thing I have seen at that time. So much so that there was a study abroad program where I almost took my behind to New Zealand. Because I honestly thought that, you know, I was going to go to New Zealand and live like a hobbit. Yeah. And I own every version of Lord of the Rings, including like the regular VHS version to the blu-ray special 20 edition 50 hour thing so lord of the rings and i got to meet the wedding team including richard taylor and like collapsed in his arms and like started crying about how much i love his work that's awesome that's pretty awesome that's Uh, pretty awesome so that one is memorable so i'm picking that one yeah I, i got into those films like really late after they came out and stuff because um i think around that time i was like uh like i was a proper harry potter fan basically the hardcore harry potter fan and i was like what what's this lord of the rings thing man i don't care about this i just want to see harry potter 
so yeah i, I didn't get into i didn't get to imp- appreciate lord of the rings until much later um and then i kind of binged um eat, like all of the movies in like a couple of days or something like that so um, you're a pothead yeah i was that's, a pothead that's funny yeah no no and also for, for me with the book i don't read fantasy at all my aunt was obsessed with the book and was like you have to read it and you have to read the hobbit and you have to see everything and you have to see you, know, you have to be a part of it and read it and so that was the very first fantasy book i read i think which one the hobbit or lord of the rings lord of the, well we'll read the lord of the rings first and then i went and did the hobbit i think so long ago okay so yeah awesome good answer okay so this next question is probably like one of my favorite questions that have been sent um so carlos asks if you were to associate a wwe character to people on the coalition who would be who (laughs) that's funny (laughs) oh gosh oh gosh okay um you, I don't know if I already called you this, but you are William Regal. What? Obviously, Just William Regal. Can't I be like Wade Barrett or something at least? Yep, exactly because of the accent. You're you're William Regal, and you just pop on the scene whenever you want to. People can never really find you. William Regal was too posh for me, man. No, no, no. Wade Barrett or British Bulldog. No, see, Wade Barrett is like, oh God, I don't know how to say this without being like mean. <laughs> God, no, you're William Regal. You're like, you know, Britishy and like timid and Britishy. Wade Barrett is like strong and his presence is felt everywhere. Wow. Yes. No, like not in a negative way. You're like, like, like a sneaky. You're like the cat. Remember the cat? Remember Ernest the cat? You're like sneaky. So William Regal is like, you know, sneaky. And remember back when he was wrestling, he was like a little evil. Okay. But yeah. He wasn't. He, he was arrogant, but there was also like a snobbyish way about him. Yeah, I'm getting bodied right now. Like, I'm getting I'm bodied sorry. real bad. But yeah, okay. um, yeah, so uh, Richard. Yeah, Richard. Richard. Oh god, this is so hard because I can't see what I want to say. Um, Jesus, Richard is. Teddy Long. <laughs> Teddy Long. Yeah, I'm I sure am. he can he can dance like him too. I've seen him dance at E3 before. So. He's Teddy Long. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's a good one. That's accurate. For sure. Yep. Um, who, who else could we do? Um, who else is at the coalition? You got any more? Who? Do you have any more? Like, you know wrestlers to coalition staff members Tony Tony Tony's Mick Foley yeah what's the reasoning though okay so with Mick Foley he's really like like focused on the task at hand Mm -hmm. um and He's also like a big teddy bear. Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing about Tony. Like he's very driven. He's very blunt as well. But like right. he's he's such a teddy bear. He's such a like a cool guy. He's such a charmer. Like, you know, everyone loves Tony. So, yeah, I can see that because that's like Mick Foley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that's yeah, that's what it is. Uh, we got to get one more. One more at least. Um, you want to uh, you want to get Max since he's on the co-op with us. Max, oh god, I know exactly who Max is. 
He, he I can't like this guy. Who is he to you? The Miz. Ah, Max's sixteen-year-old Jeff Hardy when he was wrestling with his brother the very first time. He's young. He's eager, and he's always, you know, showing what he can do, but like in a positive way. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> You're like whatever. Mm. How do you get the Miz? Because the Miz is arrogant. Yeah, yeah. Like Max is an arrogant, but it's just the look. Like he he looks like him, and I see Max as like a superstar as well. Like he's. Yeah, you know, he's got like he's got that aura of someone who's like really successful and you know popular and everything like that. Like I see that um, in him. So, but he's not arrogant at all, though. Not arrogant at all. He's like so kind and nice. Yeah. Yeah, he's so young. Yeah, I would like to do more, but uh, we might get ourselves in trouble. So, you know. We might. He's so. <laughs> Someone's son. I don't know. Pick one of the sons from WWE. Shane. He's Shane. Who, Max? Max is Shane, but like Shane when he was wrestling Kurt Angle. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can see that. Let's, let's hope he doesn't get his neck almost broken into. See? Because he, he's so young. His bones are so flexible. So he'll be fine. <laughs> They're all cushiony. Yeah, I, I was definitely like, we we might have to do this like you know again somewhere else because I definitely want to get more of the uh, the stuff. I want to make more correlations, but we, we'll do that another time. Well, before we move on, since you you are a part of the WrestleCast, you have to get Adam too. <laughs> at least, uh, Adam's the overseer of everything. I view, see the thing with Adam. I view him as Vince. Vince, I, interesting. I view him as Vince because the man is knowledgeable in every darn thing. Like he knows what he's talking about. Like he's old school Vince, not like old age Vince now, where like he's still trying to hold on to the past and it's holding everyone behind, and the product is failing, and you just want him to die already. So he's like old school Vince, or like nineties. Vince, attitude era Vince. He knows everything. He knows what it is to make the product work. Um, yeah, he's that. He's that version of Vince. Yes, that's cool. Uh, yeah, that's that's a good one. You're like no. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I think there's someone better for Adam. I just think it's hard to think about on the spot. But we can go with Vince McMahon for now. Who's better than okay, okay, how about Triple H? Triple H? Mm-hmm. Um well who's Adam married to? Uh no, A never woman? mind. Never mind. I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah. Um that was a that was an entertaining question. I like that one. So shouts to Carlos for that, that question. Was, I didn't like that one. That was really hard. It was hard. It was definitely hard to think about. Um, I didn't think it would be that hard, but like, I do, I do like the question. And I feel like with some thought, we can come up with some pretty entertaining answers. Like, but, I feel like I want to change you to James Ellsworth, though. Say that again. I think I want to change you to James Ellsworth. As who? You, James Ellsworth. No way. I ain't some jobber. <laughs> You ain't no jobber. See, this is why I say William Regal. I'd rather be William Regal than Ellsworth. Ellsworth had a like a lot of popularity behind him. Yeah, and I don't. He's beloved. I'm not. You're not beloved. Nope. People hate me. People hate you. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's oh. so. I'll, I'll stick with William Regal because he's hated too. So. Love William Regal. If you say so. But yeah, uh, this this might be a question we have to revisit sometime in the future. Though. Uh, but the Richard one was spot on. I agree with that one. 
and I can't wait till he he comments on that too. That's going to be hilarious. But yeah, speaking of Richard Bailey, the next set of questions come from the man himself. So, yep. Uh, the, the first question he has is, "What's a personal milestone that you would like to achieve in your career?" Where I can stop asking to attend events and they just send them to me automatically. What? That's it. That's that's the milestone. I mean, no, that's like the stepping stone. Go. I don't know what the milestone would be. I don't know what the milestone would be. That has it's to not, be right. It's not like multiple milestones in your life. Right? Yeah, yeah but specifically oh. with your media career, isn't there like one specific high point where you, you feel like you can take a deep breath and be like, okay, I made it. I made it right now. Like, you know, isn't there something like that? Like I don't know. It could Rock be level. Give me a Pulitzer. I want a Pulitzer for writing uh, uh, TV criticism. Ow. Do they do they give out Pulitzers for that? He has a Pulitzer. Who? Roger Ebert. Oh, you're that's right. You're American. You don't know who he is. Yeah, I'm not American. Roger Ebert was a very well-known movie critic. Okay? Mm-hmm. Like, well-known movie critic. Like, the upper crust of the crust. And he wrote for everything, and he got a Pulitzer Prize for criticism. He was the first film critic to win the award. And he had, like... You ever heard of um, Ebert and Roper? No? Sounds familiar, but... Okay. Many years ago, there used to be a TV, like before the internet and everything really took off, in order to get a movie review, and and even the movie trailers is what was coming out, there used to be a show called Ebert and Roper in America, where they would give out their movie reviews and show you trailers of upcoming movies. He ended up writing for like the Sun and the Times. Like he he wrote for like the, the Chicago Sun Times, which is like a huge thing. And he was well known movie critic. And he like everyone I guess in America knew who he was. And he just became this like big icon to movie critics. He ended up later on dying of cancer. Damn. During that time, he won a Pulitzer Prize for criticism. It was the first one. Well, that's incredible. And I'm sure that that's something you can, you know, that's something that's attainable. You know, you just got to put, you just got to keep putting your good work out there. Keep putting it like praying. Yeah. I mean, I guess that would be a milestone. I don't know. I felt like little like mini journeys end up being like one big journey but yeah yeah and you've already accomplished quite a lot of things that you know not everyone gets to accomplish so one sixteenth of things there's way more stuff yeah i mean you you should be happy with things that you've done so far so don't don't forget to give yourself a pat on the back sometimes for the things that you've already done Uh, yeah exactly even though there's more to accomplish and there always is for everyone, you've still, you know, done quite a lot that you can be proud of. So that's the important thing. I don't know. You think, see, now you're turning. You're not really on Regal anymore. You're like becoming, I don't know. I'll have to find out who you're becoming. Yeah. It's like a little mix of John Cena with a little of Titus O'Neil. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to slip on the ramp, though. <laughs> I ain't going out like that. Oh, that was so funny. Yeah, but you're, you're, you're turning into John Cena. I'm starting to feel like Connor's cure right now. Fair enough. I'll take that one. He's popular. <laughs> so, yeah. He's popular. I believe that he's really dating Nikki, so there you go. Yeah. 
so yeah I, i've got a lot in common with him because people think i'm dating someone and i'm really not so yeah there you go um so yeah the final question from mr richard bailey jr is um who are your top five favorite wrestlers of all time One old school sting when he was with the bat in the black and white and he didn't say anything. Uh from that, that WWE uh NWO yeah. I mean WCW yeah. NWA era. Yes. That one. Um Undertaker is easily like they're one and one. There really is no one and two, it's one and one. There's, yeah, um, The Rock because he's charismatic. He can't wrestle, but he's really charismatic, and he would just suck you in with like just just just, just talking. Yeah. Right. Time. Austin because he was reckless, and to see everything that he did, especially with Vince McMahon, and remember there was a storyline where. Vince and Undertaker kidnapped their daughter and was ready to crucify him and and Stone Cold saved Stephanie even though he was rivals with Vince. Yeah. See, that was like good storytelling back then. Uh, that was when it was amazing. That's when everyone was amazing. They had that storyline. Remember when Stephanie lost her memory and she was about to marry Tess? Yep. And Shane went to attack Tess, but ended up hitting Stephanie, and she fell into the wall, and she hit her head, and she ended up with amnesia and couldn't remember anything. And you see like these backstage moments with like Linda and Vince trying to get her to remember, and Tess would like always be there to try to make sure that she, you know, do you remember me? She's like, no, get away, I don't know you. And he would always be there with like flowers and things, and Shane framed it to look like he was a stalker. I wrote a whole story like that when I was a kid, solely based on that storyline. Anyway, I'm losing track. Um. So that's four so far. That's Stone that's Cold. That's four? Rock. Stone yeah, Stone Cold Rock, Sting, and Undertaker. I mean, of all time, that's really hard. That's really hard. I don't know who's the fifth one. Yes, that's hard. I don't know. I can throw out some names and maybe one of them. Yeah, some names. Uh, Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair. No, um, no. Um, uh, damn, who else? He had Hulk Hogan. Randy Savage. Oh no. See, Shawn Michaels had really great matches. Remember that Iron Man match was I don't know if it, I think it was with Bret Hart. Bret Hart. Yeah. And that thing was like thirty minutes and he never lost. He just bled out. What was that him? What no, was that, that under that was, that, was, that was Stone Cold. That was a uh, oh. I quit match or something. Um yeah. the the Iron Man match, Shawn Michaels won that. That was his first championship. Like WWE championship. I'm so proud of you. You know, wrestling. I was watching wrestling heavy back then. (laughs) Here's a joke in there. (laughs) Um, let's see. I can't think of the fifth one. See, I liked Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels was pretty good, even though he really technically couldn't wrestle that well. What is this that? I mean, he can. It's just that back then, I was so young. Remember they would do a lot of these segments and vignettes with DX? Yeah. Everything went over my head, so I never understood it. So I couldn't enjoy him in that part. I really couldn't enjoy The Rock either because I didn't know what a pie was. (laughs) I couldn't enjoy the real pie. I was like, why is he always baking? Yeah, like, remember the, uh, the Al Snow head thing? I never actually got that joke until much later because I was too young. But yeah, yeah. mannequins. Oh gosh, Sabu. 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 That's that's your pick. That's my pick, Sabu. 
Uh, so, I, will, I will give you credit for that one because I'm a Sabu fan too. You're a, you're a what? A Sabu? Oh gosh, I love your accent. Don't ever get rid of your accent. I'll try. I'll try not to. Sabu. Yeah, Sabu. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. All right, so the final list is Sabu, Sting, Undertaker, The Rock, and Stone Cold Steve Austin. See, only for entertainment was The Rock. Yeah, I, I, I wanted to talk about that as well, because nope. people always critique The Rock's actual in, in-ring skills, but I didn't think he was that bad. Like, he knew the basics very well. and He knew basics, and like that's all he stuck to was just basics. But like... It was his, he, he's just he inserts so much energy into his performance that it's like he he really gets you into you know his matches and stuff so i feel like he's just as good as the technical wrestlers because he's able to you know oh. sell things really well i feel like i want to trade him off with benoit chris benoit yeah like uh, and even with everything that happened with benoit like he he's an asshole for what he did and everything but he's had some incredible matches that, you know, uh, should not be written out of history because he's he's done some incredible work. His work is all incredible. Even when he was over like ECW, real ECW, not that fake one they tried to do later. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, he started off at ECW. Yeah. No, no. He wasn't he WCW first. No, I thought it was ECW first. Really? Maybe you're right. I don't know. Are you thinking of the rebooted ECW? Uh, I don't know. I, I I just I thought he was WCW first, but I could so be wrong about that. Sci-Fi Network and had the Boogeyman. Oh God! And CM Punk was on there. Oh, you mean the rebooted? Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. He was in. Gosh. I thought you meant like back in the day. No, and he was at New Japan. Yeah, he was a New Japan. Oh, you're yeah. right. He was WCW first and then ECW. Yeah. Yeah, he's had some incredible matches. Like, his matches with Kurt Angle. Like, man, mm-hmm. he, he had some very classic matches. For real. He broke Sabu's neck. He's the one who broke it. Really? Yep. I did not and know. like, just a couple seconds, they had the match and his neck was broke. Shit. Yep. He's a dangerous he, man. Yeah, see? Oh, gosh. Now I'm thinking like the Four Horsemen. Remember the Four Horsemen? Not the first edition, but the second one with Dean Malenko in all of them. Who was in the second edition? It was Dean Malenko, Chris Benoit. Um, I'm going to say Douglas. Was Eddie Guerrero in it? Was who? Eddie Guerrero. Or was that the radical? Oh, okay. I don't. I don't think he was in it. Okay, I'm thinking of something else. I don't think he was in it. I know they changed a lot with the numbers. Because I remember at one time Brian Pillman was in it. Oh God, remember Brian Pillman? Kurt Henning was in it. Jeff yeah. hey, Jeff Jarrett was in it one time. I remember Kurt Henning being in it. Yeah. Man, wrestling used to be incredible. It did. It really did. John. Unfortunately, it's not the same anymore. We went from four horsemen to pancakes and bootios. (laughs) They need to kill that gimmick immediately. They need to rip them up immediately. Yeah, I, I don't think they will until the merchandise dies down. But I think one of them should at least go, like yeah. they should at least give one of them a, a, uh, one of the solo titles. Like, you know, maybe Kofi give him like a, the US title or the maybe even a run for the, the WWE Championship or something like that. Like one of them should win the Money in the Bank like solo. Or they should turn again. Because they can still be a team and have one of them be like the main guy. Oh yeah. Because that would. With NWO back in the day. Yeah. But um, yeah, that was the last question. So, 
shouts to Mr. Richard Bailey Jr. And thanks to everyone who submitted a question. And it's fitting that, you know, there was so many wrestling questions and we finished on a wrestling question because Dana is part of the WrestleCast, as I mentioned already. So make sure you guys, you know, subscribe to the WrestleCast, you know, on uh, iTunes and everything and look out for the shows. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much That's pretty much it for now. Um, awesome. Any final final thoughts or shout-outs, Dana? No, thank you all for your questions. Even though, like, convinced Gary wrote seventy five percent of them. Cool. And thanks again to all of the Patreon supporters. They will be the first ones that that get to hear this, and then you know we'll release it on the YouTube page probably around a week later. Um, and make sure you guys let us know who you want to see on Ask TK the next time around. Um, I, I really want to get Richard on here or Max or JJ. So, uh, yeah, guys, let us know which one you would prefer to, to hear first. But for now, that's it from us. Okay, Doug. That was awesome. See ya.